is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, June 26th, 2016. God is, is. Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? That's a big amen, yes. Lord, thank you so much for this day. And God, there's there's a lot for us to share about, about you. And so help us all set aside any distraction that we might have this laser focus now on on you and on your names that we um, we say and that we claim in our hearts and so we thank you for today and we thank you for the opportunity to worship and we give this time to you in the name of the father son and holy spirit and everybody gathered said amen, amen. so have you ever considered all the different names that you're known by? I'm, I'm just trying to think of the positive ones, not, not all of them, just the, just the good ones, okay? Some formal, some less formal, some given by family, some by friends, some are based on who, um, who you are, what you do, some based on characteristics you have, uh, while some are based on maybe a position, a vocation, Sometimes your name changes. Sometimes, sometimes we get new names. So, for example, my name when I came into this world is, was Karen Elizabeth Kraft. Kraft from my father's name, Kraft, Lou Kraft. And then Elizabeth was my grandmother's middle name. Now, my name changed when I got married. The Elizabeth although I love the name, kind of went off the radar. Kraft moved over to the middle, and I took on the name Jones. <laughs> now, there are some other names that I have based on relationships. I have the name of sister and daughter and cousin and friend, neighbor, wife, child of God. One of 
the names that I dreamed about from about when I was four years old on was a name that I was able to receive after I graduated from college, and that's the name of Carrie Jones RN, nurse. Now, the name that I cherish above all other names, other than child of God, that's a given, but the name that has meant the most to me for my whole life is the name of mom. Mom. Aww. Now, there is now a name that almost trumps that name. Oh, no. Most days it does trump it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's my new name of Re, R-E-E. -E. Isabella named that. Who it, I guess it was Carrie. She just named me Re, and now all the grandchildren call me Re. And sometimes my kids even call me Re. So that's my new name. He's going to say you forgot one. What did I forget? K-Dog? Thank you, Turner. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that's an endearing name. Always. Yeah. You and me, buddy. K-Dog. So I'll go back to, like, Karen. I wouldn't use Kate, but Karen. I'm one of the few people that calls her by her given name. I've also taken on a few names over the years. Some I won't share. But my name has changed also uh, as, um, as uh, vocation changed. Uh, I was called teacher once. I was called uh, a, a salesman, sales manager. I'm now preacher. There's some I've been called over the years. Husband, father, brother, son, grandson, nephew, uncle. So on. Poppy. Poppy. That's a great name. That's great. When our son was born, I got to add something onto the end of my name, and that was a little comma and senior. And then when I uh, went into ministry, I added something at the front of my name. Re uh, some people use Reverend, so I, I added at both ends of my name over the years. My middle name, Turner, I get from my mother. And that's her maiden name. So, you know, like my wife, I have formal as well as informal names. Names have for a variety of reasons, some legal, some descriptive, some based on position, some based on relationship. All right, so we're going to ask you to do something. Don't get too freaked out by this. It's really not hard. Now you're thinking, what is she going to say? Well, here's what we're going to say. You all have names, some formal, some informal, some based on relationship, some just because that's your name. So we want you to turn to somebody that you didn't come to church with. And somebody they didn't turn to when Bill told them to turn to somebody. Yeah, somebody that you didn't come to church with. <laughs> and we're just going to take a minute or two and share with them three or four of your names. Ready, set, go. Now, move around if Not you Not the person to. you've been sitting with all morning now. Come on. Come on now.
Let's regroup back. Gosh, wasn't this fun? It was so fun to hear all of the chatter. Thank you so much for um, taking the time. All right, now that's the that. end of the fun for this that's, morning. Yeah. We're getting serious now. <laughs> getting serious. Because, see, when we look through the Bible, um, we find that, like us, God has a lot of names. A lot of names. Uh, now, some of those are kind of descriptive in nature. We would say almost metaphorical. For example, in Psalm 62, we find God is rock of strength. You know, it describes God. Psalm 32, God is hiding place. In Isaiah 42, God is light to the nations. In, in Psalm 19, God is, say it with me. Redeemer. Redeemer. And in Psalm 144, God is deliverer. deliverer. Yeah. So when we come to the New Testament, we find names that take into the account take into account the idea of the triune God, triune Trinity, three and one, Father, Son, Spirit. We talked about that just a few weeks ago. For example, in Romans, God the Father's name is referred to as Abba, which means Daddy. It's this close relationship mm. that we have, this intimate relationship. Abba is Greek. Now, in the book of James, we find this idea of the triune God. Uh, we find James identifying him as, as Lord of armies, lawgiver, judge. In the book of Colossians, Jesus is uh, the firstborn of all creation. And then in the Gospel of John, Jesus' names are many. The bread of life, the true vine, the way. What's the next thing? The truth. What's the next thing? The life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And in the book of Revelation, last book of the New Testament, Jesus is, say it with me, Word, Word of, of God. God. And also we just sang this one, Lion of Judah. And then the Holy Spirit in the book of John we find is, say them, helper, helper comforter, comforter, advocate. advocate. See, a list of creative names for God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, wow, it's very extensive, extremely extensive through the scriptures. And here's the thing, the closer we get to God, closer we get to Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the more intimate our relationship is with God, the more these names that were just at one time words on a page, the closer we get to God, the more these, these names become real to us. They become relational to us. We understand how, how, how they connect us to God in a much more closer way. For yeah. instance, when I pray at times, I use different names of God. I might pray uh, healing God, God the healer, or God, my rock and my salvation, and then go on and on. God is so big and has so many different names. Now, um, names are so important. As we see from the descriptive names that each one of us have, to the descriptive names that God has, names tell us something about a person or a deity. When we talk of God Redeemer, that tells us something of God. Rock or cornerstone, that tells us 
They give us insight into who God is, where God com comes from, what God does, what's important. So names, the names we have, the names God have, they help us paint our picture, our portrait for those around us. Mm. And in addition to descriptive names or names we get perhaps by relationship, we also have those kind of formal, official kind of names, like, like I, I may be called Mr. Jones on certain occasions, or uh, my wife might be called Pastor Carrie, kind of a little more official than K-Dog, you know? Um, <laughs> just saying. Like, like us then, God also has some more official, more formal names in the scriptures. The, the one we find first, I mean, it's right there in the beginning in Genesis, first chapter, first verse, as you can see. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created this name of God. The Hebrew for this, if, if you were looking it up, the Hebrew language that the Old Testament was written in is Elohim, Elohim, Elohim. That's the Hebrew that translates as God. And, and according to obible.org, this name for God appears like over 2,500 times in the Old Testament. When you see the name God, when you're reading the Old Testament, it's, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty good chance that the, the original name is, is that Hebrew Elohim right there as uh, the one that's been translated G, capital G-O-D. Yeah. So in the New Testament, uh, when we find the name God in scriptures, it's overwhelmingly the Greek word. You see, the New Testament was written in Greek, the Old Testament in Hebrew. And so it's theos. That's the word for God in Greek. If we were to read Greek, that's what we would see, theos. Now, theos means God, like, for instance, theology the study of God, which we should all be about, by the way. We should all be about the study of God in our Bible reading and our devotions. Um, but that is the Greek equivalent to Elohim in Hebrew. And while Elohim stands alone, another name of God usually works in conjunction with another word that is a characteristic of God. And, and that name is El, which means God and has kind of a sub-understanding of, of power, you know, this God who's powerful. Uh, for example, uh, uh, when we read, God also said to Moses, I'm the Lord, appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty. That name comes from the Hebrew El Shaddai. Maybe you've heard that before. There's a song years ago, a contemporary Christian song, El Shaddai, God Almighty. But my name to the Lord, I did not make myself fully known to them. God on my L, and then a following word that is descriptive. So we want to invite our resident Hebrew Bible scholar, Dave Rosenblatt. Come on up, Dave. Give him a hand. Come on down. Elohim. <laughs> he, he knows how to pronounce things a little bit better yeah. than we do, so he's going to do a little teaching Correct, correct me here. on the one we just did, because I know that Elohim. was Elohim. 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 Yeah, anytime you see the prefix E-L, it means God. Prefix or suffix, it means God. So the first one is El Elyon, which is Most High God. El 
Roy, not Elroy, like Alan was saying in the earlier service. From not the, the Jetsons. Jetsons. Not, not the, the Jetsons, Jetsons, not the little okay. guy with the hat. No, that's that's not good it. to know. Elroy. El Olam, which is everlasting God. And El Gibor, which is mighty God. Thank and then you. something I was sharing with Carrie earlier is Elohim is the plural of God. So in the beginning, God, the plural, the plural said, let us create man in our image. So there's God, the plural, in the beginning. Amen. Thank you so much. Give him a hand. So in addition to God as a um, formal name for the creator of all things, we also find the name Lord quite a bit in Scripture. You read any Scripture, you're going to come across the word L-O-R-D. Actually, uh, there are several names for Lord that are translated as Lord. For example, in the New Testament, the Greek word Kyrios is translated as Lord, found about over 700 times in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, we have uh, the names where many of you might be used to, Adonai. But we just sang it, praise Adonai. Right. Yeah. But there's a shorter form of that also, Adon, so they're derivatives. But between the two of those, it appears over 300 times in the Old Testament. I mean, that's just a lot of times for those words to appear. So there's another word that is translated as Lord. And it's overwhelmingly the most often used name for God in Scripture. In fact, it's used over 6,000 times. Now, here's what the Hebrew looks like. You see that up there? That, yeah. That was on a ping pong ball. I have a strong feeling I know who, who submitted. I, I just, I'm just saying, David. Um, yeah. So he inspired, his name for God inspired this service. Now it's interesting because YHWH is the translation for the, the Hebrew there, and we say Yahweh. Say Yahweh. 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 The, um, the Hebrew language doesn't have vowels, so that's why it's just YHWH. And Yahweh is the most formal, most sacred name for God in the Old Testament. You see, when we see that word Yahweh, it's set apart. The most formal name, the most sacred name among the Hebrew people. So we know that this is a lot of information. There's, there's a lot to share, but... But it's important because when we read the Bible, we need to realize that when we see Lord, L-O-R-D, in different ways, which we'll talk about in a minute, or God, there's lots and lots of names when we go back to the original language. Well, here's how the name Yahweh came into being. And many of you may know the story where God chose uh, Moses. He's up on the mountain watching sheep and uh, burning bush. Uh, God comes through the burning bush. The bush didn't burn up. And, and God uh, talks to Moses that he's chosen Moses to free his people who've been enslaved in Egypt for 400 years. Uh, and Moses protests, saying, who am I to go up against Pharaoh, perhaps the most powerful ruler in that part of the world at that time? Who am I to go up against him? God says, don't worry, I'll be with you. And, and, then, and then Moses says, well, what if my own people, the Hebrew people, say to me, 
well, who sent you? What's the name of this God who sent you? And you think, well, that's kind of curious. Well, see, here's the point here. It's one thing to talk about somebody. It's another thing to know their name, especially back then. Um, to know them by name indicates a certain relationship, a certain familiarity, a certain connection, a certain almost intimacy to be able to call that God by name. Knowing the name of God would, would indicate that Moses was indeed the one chosen for this assignment to free these people. It, it, it would indicate to them that he is, in fact, the real deal here. So when Moses said, who should I tell sent me? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name you shall call me from generation to generation. And so this name that we translate Yahweh, it's actually derived, kind of derived from, from the word, the Hebrew word for our word be or to be. And so God then telling Moses to say, I am, you know, that comes from the verb to be, I am sent you. It's kind of a play on words there, but it's more than just a mere play. See, it actually gets to the heart of who God is. I am who I am, God says. <laughs> That's pretty definitive. It's also translated, I will be what I will be. GotQuestions.org uh, points this out, that this is a reflection that God um, is the only, and I'll repeat that, God is the only self-existent, self-sufficient being there is. God and God alone has, has life in and of God's self. God, God needs nothing else for God's existence. You know, it, re, it reminds us that God is. In addition, when God uh, tells Moses to tell them, uh, I am, has sent you, he's telling Moses that, he, God, was, is, and will forever be. God's telling him that God is a verb, a state of uh, a being rather than a noun. God is beyond person. God is beyond place. God is beyond thing. God is at the very core of existence, at the very core of being. I am who I am. I am is God's name. When God tells Moses to tell them, I am has sent you, sent me to you, what God is saying is that God is, is. God is, is. Pastor David Guzik in, in uh, something called blueletterbible.org, he points out that Inherent in this idea of I am is the idea that God is whatever we might be lacking, whatever we might need. 
So in other words, when we are in darkness, God, in this case, God the Son, Jesus, when we are in darkness, Jesus is what we need, and that would be light. And when we are hungry then, Jesus, as we read in the scriptures, Jesus is the bread of life. And when we need direction and protection, Jesus, as we read in John, I think it's 10th chapter, John is the, or Jesus is the good shepherd. God was, is, and will be who and what we need. So all this is wrapped up in the letters Y-H-W-H, which we pronounce Yahweh. The pronunciation is not totally for sure because actually the Hebrews quit pronouncing the name three centuries before Jesus ever came to earth because they said that the name was so sacred, so holy, that they even hesitated to utter his very name. In fact, in, in uttering the name to them back then, it felt almost profane that they shouldn't say it. It's like taking the Lord's name in vain. It was so holy and so sacred. And so in the scriptures, they would actually substitute another word for Yahweh, and that is Lord. Lord, Adonai, in order to avoid saying Yahweh publicly. Now you can tell when you read your Bible um, what the translation is for God or for Lord. In my Bible and in yours, for instance, um, in Exodus or in the Old Testament, you might notice that Lord is Adonai. We've already spoke of that. L-O-R-D, just regular um, lowercase O-R-D. But when it's Yahweh, when they mean that name for God, it takes on a whole different word. You'll notice in your Bible that it's, um, can we have the next slide? Okay, do you see Lord up over there to the right? Do you notice anything different about that? Little capitals, right. When you see that in your Bible, they're referring to Yahweh. But they would read it Adonai, just like they were the other Lord, because they didn't want to pronounce the actual name of God publicly. So they would read it Adonai, both Lords, but this lets us know what the original was. Right. That's pretty cool, isn't it? So we know this is kind of a little bit like you're in a, a Bible class, but this is really important as we read scripture to try to see beyond it because it's more than just words on a page. And on your program, uh, you'll see a QR code. It's that box that looks kind of interesting right on the front of your program. If you scan that, there will be, you can scan that and all the slides that we talked about and the information for this sermon will be on there so you can go back to it and look at it because we should all be about theology, the study of God. So this is one way we can help you be about And we're going to have a quiz next Sunday, so you better study up. Yeah. So um, once again, Yahweh, it's a word that is set apart, sacred, holy in nature. In fact, the name is so sacred um, it's often referred to, now this is a little strange to, to me, holy tetragrammaton. 
That's a four letter, that means the four letter word. That's a good four letter word. A good four letter word for God. Amen. And so at this point, you're saying, okay, great lesson. Now, okay, now when I read, I got to look for the little ORD or the big ORD, and one means Adonai and one means Yahweh, okay. A nice Bible lesson. So what? What's the takeaway? Well, it's a pretty simple takeaway today, really. And this is what I would say is the takeaway. When we first looked through the ping pong balls and we pulled this one out, I said, you know, that's going to be kind of cool because we can do some teaching on this whole Yahweh concept and everything like that. And the reason we wanted to teach some on the Yahweh is because it reminds us of this most sacred name that God has. You know, sometimes it's real easy for us to just take God for granted, um, lose our sense of awe. You know, when we talk about God as our buddy and our friend and all those kind of things, and we do want to be close, we do want to be intimate, we do want to uh, have that relationship, but at the same time, I think we never want to lose that sense of awe that we have for the Holy One or that we should have. And this, this name, Yahweh, or Y-H-W-H, or the Holy Tetragrammaton, reminds us that God, as we preached a couple weeks ago, is other than we are. It reminds us of just how sacred that, that people in the past weren't even willing to say that name because it, it was too sacred of a name for the one that's almost too sacred for us to even imagine. And it also reminds us that God's basic name means I am. God is. God just is. Not born. Now, I'm not talking about Jesus. He did come to earth. But God has just always been. There, there was no beginning to God. God was not created. God is dependent on no one for God's existence. Everything else is dependent on God for their existence, but God exists independent of everything. That's just how awesome we need to, and that name reminds us of that I am. Dependent on nothing other than God's self. Fully self-reliant, fully self-sufficient. It reminds us that we depend on God and not the other way around. And so we opened up the service by singing um, Life of Praise, and we called God Lion of Judah. And then we sang Praise Adonai. We hope that means something a little bit more than it did before Adonai. Praise Adonai. That's praising the Trinity, God, Son, and Spirit. And then we sang the great I Am. I Am is another name for God. I Am who I am. It's so important for us to never forget the sacred nature of God, the sacredness of God, of Yahweh. But here's the really good news for us. That God of the universe, creator of God, Yahweh, whose name the uh, Jewish people would not even pronounce, loves you and loved each one of us so much that he sent, he came 
with, he put skin on, came in the form of Jesus Christ, human yet divine, because God knew, I am knew that we needed a Savior. I am knows your hurt and your pain. I am knows your hang-ups and those things that tend to chain you up and chain me up. And I am Father, Son, Spirit wants to release all of us from that. I am is not I was, but I am is I am right here, right now, today for you. And I am is also, I am a verb. I will be forever. So that's the point of today. For us to realize this holy, sacred God comes and loves us so much and wants to free us and save us. So at the very name, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. See, that's really good news for us. That's something that we can take today and put it right here. Claim the name of God, I am, and go out and make a difference in the world. Connecting others with the great I am. Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and the life, the new life that is offered to us. That's the good news. Let's live it, and let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer, Rock of Ages, Rock of my salvation, Healer, Lion of Judah, Almighty God, Adonai, El Shaddai, Elohim, Elroy, Thank you. Thank you for loving us so much that you breathed life and created us and help us live our lives as a thank you note to you for our lives, for saving us, for loving us, for sustaining us and empowering us with your Holy Spirit. Help us reach our hearts to you all the time so that we can be led by you and loved by you. We pray this in your most holy name, Yahweh. And everybody agreed and said, amen. We invite you. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302 Seven eight seven six nine two. Connection Community Church. Connecting people.